I mean, we could talk about the, the quotes from the owner that's really got everybody in a stir or whether or not Cashman's talking about compete levels. And you know what managers say, because let's be honest, we can all hate Boone and we can hate his nonsense. We don't we hate losing. We hate losing. Find me a manager who's really good in a losing press conference. They don't, they don't, they don't exist. They say the same things. Everyone says the same things. I like what we did out there. Buck Showalter is literally, I'm proud of the guys after they got swept by Atlanta. <laughs> like this is, this is the manager of today. The days of, you know, of Billy Martin and, and, you know, Whitey Herzog and the different guys going out there and lighting a fire under the team by calling them terrible are, are the way of the dodo. We don't have to like it. It's just what it is. So I don't know why we get hung up on it, but I, it's frustrating to hear as you watch some of the slop they've put forward and he's trying to tell you, well, you know, yeah, I mean, it's a game that's eight, nothing DJ, uh, you know, Donaldson's an excellent third baseman. These things happen. It's, it's frustrating to watch though. And, and, and obviously that's something that this entire Yankee from owner down don't understand that how much this fan base having not won since Oh nine, permeates everything it permeates every day we we're so hung up and we hate so much that they haven't been successful for so long that we tolerate very little in the ways of losing and and but so it's it's frustrating because like i don't like the comments made by the owner but i get them on this aspect of like because i try and make the argument sometimes well you know last year the first half in june and may and the yankees were the best team in baseball we were comparing them to the 1998 yankees in this and i can't get the words out of my mouth before a caller will tell me shut up chris we don't care about the regular season it doesn't matter what they do in june and then the and so the owner's like well you know no matter what we do no one cares what we do in june so why are you so upset it's june it's, it's a matter of what we do in the postseason. I get that. And it came out terribly, and it's a stupid thing to say. I don't understand why they're upset. You're in third place. Like, you're not playing well. You're in third place, and it seems like you have one player on the team that affects everything. Of course the yep. fan base isn't happy. It's you, you, you have a $290 million payroll, and if you lose one guy, you look like the worst team in baseball. What do you expect the fan base to do? But I understand his point that, You've told me all it is is about championships and winning because when we win 100 games and win a division, no one pats me on the back for a good June. So why are we all upset in June now? Let's see what we do in the postseason. We're not healthy. We had the we had a, one of the best Mays in baseball. We're struggling. Let's get through it and see where we are in the postseason. That's pretty much what the owner told you. But everything's so amplified because we're all pissed off that last year ended the way it ended, the year before that ended the way it ended, and all the years all the way dating back to 09 ended the way they've ended. So there's nothing he could say, nothing anyone could say. The players on the field have to play better. And there's a there's a level they're capable of that is far superior than the level they're playing at. I, I refuse to believe otherwise. I just do. Stanton's got to come through. You know, Rizzo's got to come through. LeMahieu, if LeMahieu's going to be a 200 hitter, they're not going to win. Like, it's that simple. Yeah. I so think we got to, they got to start turning around now. I think Hal Steinbrenner's comments were an attempt to deflect and to kind of brush it off. Like, oh, yeah, you know, it's June. And I don't know why they're so upset in the third week of June. He knows. He knows yeah. the same way Cashman knows that, you know, how far did we get last year? Uh, you got swept in the ALCS. We know you're one of the last four teams standing, but you couldn't get a game. You couldn't win a game, and you were eliminated by the same team that has eliminated you uh, four times since 2015's wildcard game. So I think they try to deflect. I think they try to calm people down with this air of like, ah, you're, right. you know, what are they, what are they overreacting about? Ah, they're, you know, they're upset <laughs> for what? You know, we got time. We're not healthy. Yeah. We're gonna yeah. get healthy. It's gonna be all right. 
But for the Yankee fan that has seen this time and time again, we're like, no, this is the same thing. These are signs pointing to a failure. These are signs pointing to you not being able to uh, get to October and make a run. So, you know, we don't believe it. And it's the type of thing I keep using the quote. I had a a football coach that, um, you know, he used to say this to, you know, some of the kids like, uh, you know, you were partying last night and uh, you come in and you smell a little hungover or something. And, you, you know, the coach is like, hey, what were you doing last night? Uh, nothing, coach. I was home studying. And he would say, uh, don't piss on my leg and tell me that it's raining. Right. And that's the phrase that I've been using with the Yankees because yeah. they'll literally piss on your leg. And you're yeah. looking at them like, hey, what's going on? And they're like, it's raining. No, it's not. You're pissing on my leg. That's why I'm upset. That's why I'm mad. I get it. I get it. And and listen, we shouldn't be happy. The 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 fans should be upset right now. The product they've given you is for the last three weeks, and obviously, again, dating back, um, has not been good enough. But I feel like there were some comments that kind of went unnoticed. And I know he didn't use the strongest possible terms for it, but for the first time ever, at least I can remember. Uh, the owner honestly openly talked about that there will be some unhappiness with him in Brian Cashman if they don't make the playoffs. Certainly, that was the question. He was uh, Michael K did the interview and he was taking questions from his audience, or whatever. And one of them was like, "If the team doesn't make the playoffs, will you be unhappy?" Pretty much. And he's like, "Not only that, if we're healthy and we don't do well in the playoffs, I'm going to start asking some serious questions. And if we don't make the playoffs and we're healthy, forget it about it. I'll really start asking some serious questions. So, I mean, I understand serious questions isn't the wording you're looking for. You're looking for heads will roll or right. whatever. But at least for the first time publicly, he has indicated, I have expectations that I will start to like ask why they haven't been accomplished if things go down this season again not strong words and i'm not expecting brian cashman to be fired but at least you know as opposed to how he feels about the fan base the real problem with this team and you just mentioned it is the idea of accountability like they feel like brian cashman isn't held accountable aaron boone isn't held accountable that they can lose and it's okay and you know as long as the ballpark is full and i'm selling the hot dogs and that's the perception whether it's true or not, and obviously some of it is true, I think people take it too far, but the idea is it's a business. The business is doing great. As long as we make the playoffs and make money, everything's fine, and no one's held accountable. Well, at least for the first time, and again, not the strongest possible terms, but at least he recognized and pointed out maybe that's changing. And it, should, it, it shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't take all of this for him to finally acknowledge I'm going to ask some tough questions. So don't get me wrong. I'm not pleased that he finally said it, but he did finally say it. Like, at least there's some idea that uh, this can't go on forever. We can't just make the playoffs with Brian Cashman over and over again. As much as I'll tell you, we take it for granted at times, it's got to result in winning or what are we doing here? So at least he did acknowledge that while he was saying other stupid things. But, you know, I don't know what I expect from them. I expect better on the field. I don't expect them to win press conferences. Yeah. And I, I mean, we can talk forever about what they said, what happened um, with, with how saying that. I think that was just a peek inside for people to realize that. It isn't just, okay, he trusts Cashman and he just lets Cashman do whatever he wants. He's the owner. And since his father hired Cashman, uh, you know, Cashman is a Steinbrenner, essentially like a family member that he just 100% trusts. If they miss the playoffs this year, 
there should be some tough questions. And the tough question shouldn't be like, hey, Cash, do you plan on working this job until you're 65 headed into retirement? Like it should be like, yo, what happened? Why why did we make that trade for Josh Donaldson? IKF ended up being the prize in that trade. Didn't we like come on? We we didn't we have other options? Didn't we have other things that we could do? You wanted to get Gary Sanchez out of here so bad. Gary Sanchez now is hitting bombs for the Padres. Uh, I put that more on the Mets. He didn't hit one home run for the Mets, but now he's got seven home runs for the Padres in a three-run shot yesterday. I'm like, how come you guys couldn't get that out of him? But uh, he, neither, neither <laughs> could the twin. Neither could the Twins last year, and that, and we talked about this a little bit with Hicks. I know he's going well. The, this had nothing to do with adjustments. And, and if Donaldson were to get cut and picked up somewhere else and hit, I, I, again. This is just it's Dylan Lawson's fault. Fire the I, hitting coach. Exactly. He couldn't fix Volpe and Austin Wells did. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. The Hicks is Hicks and Sanchez are performing better because they're not weighed down by 40,000 people booing their every move. I mean, Even Yankee fans on the road booing them. Yeah, that's, <laughs> just, that's that's just the way it is. And I'm not saying we should change how we act. This is who we are. And that's what makes Yankee being a Yankee special. And some guys thrive in it, too. Some guys, I know we don't want to admit it because we hate everything they do at the moment. But there are plenty <laughs> of guys. There are plenty of guys who come here and have the best years of their career, too. Yep. I mean, it's not it's not just the other way around, but there are a handful of guys, the Sonny Grays, the Gallows, we're learning now, Hicks, and even Sanchez. There are guys with talent who wilt under the pressure and will perform the minute they have a different uniform on their back. Chris just, Carter. It's always been that way. Yeah, Chris <laughs> Carter. But there's also the voids of the world and the Matt Carpenter. Don't take a look at how he's doing. Shella, Mike Don't look Talkman. at how he's doing in San Diego. Yeah, Mike Talkman. Mike Cameron dusted off mothballs, taking them to a division title in 19. There's plenty of examples of guys who've come here and played the best ball of their career. But there are guys who just can't cut it. And the Yankees need to recognize that a whole lot earlier than they've been recognizing it. Like that's that's part of the problem too. They give these guys way too much rope when it should be obvious. Like I've been a big proponent of thinking Donaldson was going to have a bounce back year. It's not happening. I was wrong. They're wrong. It's time to recognize the error. I mean, I don't know that he's going to get a few more weeks, but. I mean, it's a large sample size now. He's been a Yankee for a full season. He's played, including injuries and everything. It's about 160 games he's played. He's been awful. Besides, you know, a decent amount of home runs, he's awful. And there's only there's only so much you can take of watching someone. And it's unfair because when you're his age, you're done. When you're 26, it's a terrible slump. When you're 36, you're done. But he's at he's at the age he's at. He's playing the way he's playing, and he can't continue to be in the middle of the lineup dragging everything down. So decisions are going to have to be made. And but right now, that's that's a macro conversation. The micro conversation is they're about to play the best team in the West, and that division has the Houston Astros in it, and they got to figure out a way to continue this role and win two out of three. It's very important. They can't go back and, and let last night roll into another bad series against Texas. I think you meant to say Cameron Maven. You said Mike Cameron in 2019. Shout out to Mike Cameron, Cameron though. Cameron Maven. Cameron Maven hug season. (laughs) No, Cameron Maven came here, was robbing home runs, hitting home runs, and people thought his career was done. Um, He relished the fact that he got to play for the New York Yankees. He turned that into a broadcast job with the Yankees last year, where I was like, this guy's not a Yankee. He shouldn't be in the booth, but he was actually all right. And uh, now he's with the. Tigers, where he rightfully should be calling games for the Tigers. He's much more of a Detroit Tiger.